Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're back in the archive checking out this episode. I wanted to give you a heads up that while the episode you're about to hear may be a little bit older, we still stand behind all of our advice and actionable takeaways. However, we may mention resources that are no longer available. The best way to get our up-to-date resources is going to feelgoodretail.com slash podcast and checking out what we have there. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to Retail for the Rest of Us, a podcast for indie retailers. Hello, my indie sweeties. I am coming at you from our summer podcast hiatus planning to return with an amazing full season later this fall. It is going to be so good. I cannot wait to share it with you, but I've got to be honest, surprisingly and not so surprisingly, I'm missing the podcast game. And more importantly, I'm missing getting to talk to you every week. And I know that this is the time where many of you are starting to get that back to school motivation mixed with holy shit it's almost the holidays type of feeling and I just wanted to pop some quick snack sized bonus episodes into the feed to help you warm up for the busy season it's gonna be like physical therapy for your business we gotta stretch I don't want you to pull a hammy (laughs) it just so happens that this little group of episodes will also be contained within a moon cycle From new to waxing to full to waning, all the way to new again, meaning we get to do my favorite thing, work both cyclically and practically to move towards our desired outcomes. It's going to be really fun, and I'm so excited to get to share it with you. So without further ado, let's get into this week's bonus episode. Happy full moon, everyone. We are halfway through our cycle of podcasts, these special uh, summer mini-sodes, and I'm really excited today to talk about um, selling in a way that doesn't feel gross. (laughs) I kept telling myself I was going to find a better way of saying that, but I think that that's kind of the vibe, right? Like, Retail can feel really, really transactional and really icky, especially if you're someone who kind of happened into retail. Maybe you're a maker, maybe you're like really creative and you love curating amazing products and finding new brands. And the creativity is what spawned your business. And the business part, the selling, the, um, customer service, the, you know, having to really put yourself out there and almost ask. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like we're asking for money, which maybe is, is not what, what is happening, but is also like kind of the reality of how it feels, right? Like selling can feel so bad, so bad. And I just want to acknowledge that because it's something that like, I don't think is talked about all the time in terms of, you know, obviously there's a lot of advice out there on how to improve your sales and how to grow your sales. And even here, we talk about that all the time, right? Like I understand that your business needs to make sales to survive. 
as do you. But I think there also can be the acknowledgement of like, ooh, it doesn't always feel great, especially when we're feeling stressed or we're feeling like lack or we're feeling like we're looking at our numbers in the end of the month and we're thinking to ourselves like, that's just, that's just not going to cut it, you know, or I really want to hit X, Y, Z number. And in order to do that, I have to make more sales. And I think when that happens and we feel that tension, we can kind of go into used car salesman mode, like pretty quickly, because that's like the example, right? Like salespeople don't really have a, um, flattering, let's say a flattering archetype in our society, right? Like, I mean, I'm the first one to tell you there's nothing that grosses me out more than having to go buy a car or, um, you know, go make an expensive purchase and know that I'm going to have this feeling of like, there's a power dynamic, there's pressure, there's like this like fake congeniality that feels really bad. And that's not what you're trying to do like I don't think anyone who's listening to this right now is like "Ooh, that's my that's my go-to that's what I love but um it's it's true that when we feel that stress we kind of revert to those kind of like highly pressured highly transactional um moments right we're just like there's desperation that's the word there's a little bit of desperation and I'm not saying that because I've never been there. I'm saying it because I know that feeling very well. I know what it feels like having been working with retailers, having been inside of retail teams to have this like really intense pressure and anxiety that comes out through the communication of, let's say, a launch or a product or, um, you know, just a, a sale or something like that, where it just gets very hard to feel creative because there's so much financial pressure. And so why I think that this is really relevant to talk about now under our lovely full moon is because a full moon to me is so communal. First of all, it shines a lot of light on everything, right? It's the brightest the sky will be during a moon cycle, of course. And that means things are a little bit more clear, right? So I think it's important to look at things maybe with, maybe not critical, maybe not critically, but with clear eyes, clear eyes, full hearts, clear eyes, full moon, (laughs) Um, with clear eyes and really think about not only how our actions or our current like approach of anything, right? It doesn't have to be about business. The moon cycles are about a lot more than business. But for the the sake of these kind of mini episodes, I want to relate um, these phases to your retail business. And for a full moon, again, it feels very communal to me as well. So it's clarifying and it's incredibly communal. And this is the time where we have a lot more energy. We have a lot more of that social energy, that relationship building, that bonding energy, right? And that's kind of what I want to talk about today, because the way to make sales without feeling gross, without feeling bad, without feeling icky is to focus on relationship building. And so I wanted to tell a story um, from one of my, a very pivotal experience I had 
when I was managing a very high-end luxury women's boutique um, here in Massachusetts. There were a lot of experiences at that job that were very troubling and difficult, but there were also some of the most um, incredibly like valuable retail lessons that I've ever learned, and I still really carry them with me. And this one really stands out, especially when we're talking about relationship building. So we were going into the holiday season and sales were down. They were down really significantly. I believe it may have been my first holiday season there. So, and I was in, I was young, I was in my like early twenties. And so the pressure was really intense. Our team was really small. We had two shops. I think at that point we were only two employees and the owner between two shops, which is kind of nuts and sales were down and we were all freaking out, all trying to think about it. What can we put on sale? How can we really like get these customers in? Like, how can we essentially like force them (laughs) to purchase, right? Do we call? Do we do an event? Do we do like a sale? Do we like try to start gift list or get, you know, wish list building, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We were all really stressed and, you know, that energy was coming into the sales floor, right? So we were all feeling really anxious and then our sales continued to kind of take a dive, right? Like before we even started any of those strategies, because we were all like on high alert, the sales floor felt very pressured. And this is a, like I said, it was a a really high-end boutique and we really focused on experience, right? We really focused on client service and uh, personalization and these relationships, but because we were all feeling so tense, it was becoming very transactional feeling. Like customers who we usually would spend tons of time with, like, you know, open a little wine and, um, send them, you know, really personal recommendations, give them really honest feedback about like what they should, you know, consider buying and what really wasn't for them right now. And all of that went out the window. And all of a sudden we were all like, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? No, that looks amazing. Even though maybe it didn't, um, doing these kind of like follow-up calls to clients that like, I'm sure were very annoying. Like I felt bad doing them. I'm not going to lie, but I also was pretty desperate. Um, I don't like losing. <laughs> so the next, within a week or so, um, the owner of the shop came in and she was like, okay, I've got kind of a crazy idea because the holidays are coming up and we're feeling, you know, really pinched. I know everyone's been under the pressure, but instead of annoying people and basically begging for their business, how can we show them appreciation? Like, how can we do something that might be a little scary and might be a little risky, but instead of asking more of them, what if we like gave something back? So we ended up purchasing, you know, wholesale, but these really nice scarves, um, they were Chan Lu, if anyone's familiar. And so they're like a blend of cashmere. They're solid colors. They're really beautiful. Um, and I think we ended up purchasing a hundred. I want to say it was a hundred and sending them to our 100 best customers. No kickback, no come in for 20% off, no anything. Just literally like, Hey, we wanted to say thank you for all of your support. 
And we wouldn't be here going into another holiday season if it weren't for you. And we just really, really appreciate that and not asking for anything. And when I tell you it was like night and day, like all of a sudden our customers were, you know, calling, coming back. We were getting more word of mouth referrals. People were coming in saying, oh, so-and-so told me about your shop. We were starting to get all the husbands and partners um, and wives into the shop to buy their gifts a little bit early. Like it really was this kind of ripple effect. And I really, that's really stuck with me because it felt so much better it felt so much better. Like even in my body telling this story, I'm like, oh, that felt amazing to know that like we didn't have to be beating down the doors or bothering anyone or being like inauthentic to ourselves and to the brand to actually get to do something that felt really like generative. And so I share all of that to say there's definitely a way, maybe not on that scale, right? There was definitely a financial risk, but there are definitely ways to think about growing your sales that aren't intended to just be like, get as many people in spending as much money as possible. And maybe that sounds counterintuitive, but I think that for the longevity of your business, this is really critical to start thinking about because whether or not you're, you know, going into used car salesman mode or you're maybe doing a lot of promotions, a lot of sales, you're potentially losing money and losing profitability by running these mega sales or discounts or free shipping regularly because you just need to generate the income. First of all, both of those things become tricky because they have long-term effects that I don't think that we often think about, right? By continuing to roll out promotions and deals and, you know, sales, you're training your customer, right? Like I always say to people, I would never buy anything full price at Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom because they're always having discounts, specifically Bloomingdale's. They're like, they're 20% off all the time. J. Crew, like always on sale. So why would I ever spend full price on anything there? And that's not how you want your business to feel, right? I'm sure there are examples that come to mind when you say that, like, wow, I would, that's just, it's all, there's always a bargain, right? It's like those big blue Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. Like, come on, I'm never going to buy anything full price here. Um, of course, that's part of their business model. and We don't have to get into that, but there's that piece. And then with the kind of more transactional, re, you know, retention strategy, you're not going to be able to retain those customers, right? People shop with local businesses because of the experience they have, because of the pace of the sales process, because of the relationship that they're able to build that like you're totally not able to build when you're at wherever big box store in your industry. Um, so again, that just starts to erode that customer trust and that relationship. That's really, really critical for indie retailers. And so I did want to just go over a couple of quick thoughts on like how you can make sustainable sales by focusing on three feel good elements, right? So this is a thoughtful sales approach. It's not easy because in those moments of stress, you have to stay grounded 
to the long-term vision and to the long-term strategy. And of course, there are always going to be levers that you can pull, right? If you need to make more sales and you need to make them now for, you know, a deposit on a new brick and mortar location or, you know, to be featured in some kind of press or whatever it is, because you have a launch coming up that's really major and you want to like blow it out of the water, there's obviously ways in the shorter term that you can grow your sales. But I'm thinking more long term. If you're thinking about your business right now, we're in this kind of end of summer lull. You're getting ready to go into fall, getting ready to go into your busy season, and you might have some really ambitious goals. So I just wanted to ground us back into this more relational, connective, super full moon, like robust community approach. And so here's what I've got for you. First, you need to focus on growing your aligned audience, right? So get creative about where you're finding new people. Try to get in front of new groups. I know that we all, we talked about this last week, a lot of us rely very heavily on Instagram, on, you know, like these social platforms that have an algorithm in the way, right? It's like really bad third wheel, the algorithm. And so are there other ways that you can kind of put that effort elsewhere to get in front of these new people? Are there collaborations that you can do? Are there partnerships? Are there giveaways? Are there, you know, email list swaps, etc.? Basically, you also want to make sure that when you're introducing yourself to someone or a group that you aren't diving straight into a sales pitch, right? Like you want to be able to share your brand story, share your brand values. That is the magnetic magic, right? Like who are you? Why should they care, right? Why should they care? There's a lot of brands out there. And so diving right into like buy XYZ can actually really turn a buyer or a new audience member off. And I know that that's tricky, right? So this is why this, the audience growth has to be kind of a constant, a constant, um, flow underneath everything that's going on. So this is going to help you obviously build awareness around your brand. Um, (laughs) I mean, essentially giving an, giving yourself people to talk to about the product when the time is right, right? Like when you do have a new launch or you do have a new vendor, like keeping that audience warmed up, keeping them in the loop of what's going on in the universe of your brand is really, really critical. Second is work on creating context, right? So selling 24-7 doesn't feel good. (laughs) You're going to exhaust yourself. You're going to exhaust your customers. It's just not... It just doesn't feel great, right? It doesn't actually get into the depth and the complexity and the vibrancy of what your business is about. So you can start to think about, again, in that warming up process, in that kind of like ongoing communication, whether it's your weekly newsletter or your you know Instagram feed or your stories or whatever, how are you providing value beyond the product? Like what experiences or content or, you know, events or special sneak peeks are you able to provide? Because that's going to help your customers see your shop in the context of their lives, which really begins to like create these more meaningful points of connection, right? Like we don't feel connected typically in like a straightforward transaction, right? It's, it, it is a complete circle, right? Like we are giving you a product, you are giving us 
cash money, and then it's done, right? It's, it's, it's airtight. <laughs> so what we need to do in that kind of off time or in between is offer, is give. Like we need to be generating interest, generating value, generating context that would feel really useful or entertaining or educational or just like genuinely enjoyable. Maybe it's inspiring to your audience, right? Because the transaction itself is complete. So think about that when you're thinking about your content. Like what are the things that like are going to get people low-key excited all the time about your brand? And lastly, like this is maybe the thesis of this whole episode is like use a human approach. <laughs> like when it comes to making sales and like your sales process and your sales systems and your strategy, like be a human being, listen, be curious, share the things about your products that you actually love and that you're really proud of, or you think that they will love. And I don't know. Beyond that, I think it's just about using your intuition in this way that really like helps you personalize your service. Like where is there a gap? Where is there like an understanding? Yes, sometimes our product there's just like a a lack of a fit between like the product itself and our audience and it was just a bust and that's a bummer. But odds are if you're just doing like your standard marketing there are products that are a fit for most of your audience members, right? That you know they're going to like. And I think that oftentimes we have this like intuitive part of ourselves when we think about community that we're, we are able, if we give ourselves the space to understand where there's like a gap. Is it that there's not understanding the value? Is it that they're not understanding like the uses? Are they not seeing this product in enough context? Do they even know this product exists, right? So use your intuition to really personalize your service. You know, in terms of brick and mortar, that could be like your individual conversations every single day, reading the room, or, you know, really setting up these automations to support and architect your customer journey to really make sure that you're giving people that really guided and thoughtful step-by-step process through your brand. And so I really wanted to talk about that given, again, that we're going into a busy season. We can all go into like total, you know, tunnel vision when it comes to the holidays and holiday sales. And there's so much work to do and it can definitely feel like feast or famine, right? It can really do something to our nervous systems to go into a time of year that we put a lot of emphasis on, that we need to put a lot of emphasis on. But I think that by focusing on the way in which you're doing that, you're setting yourself up and your business up for longer term success. Because, you know, a dollar today is great. (laughs) We love, we love dollars in the bank. Um, But we want to make sure that those dollars, again, are like seeds for the future and they're generative and they're from customers who we can rest assured we got gave an amazing experience and that we, you know, know that they will have nothing but amazing things to say. Maybe they'll leave us a review. Maybe they'll refer their friends. Maybe they'll just come back regularly. Um, That is the bread and butter of retail. And it's super, super critical to 
keep that top of mind in everything that we do. So let your love shine. (laughs) Oh my God. Let your love for your customers just shine. Show them gratitude. Show them, treat them like humans. So they'll treat you like humans, hopefully. Um, And yeah, I think just happy selling. I hope that this was helpful and I can't wait to hear what you think. Or if you have any stories, I'd love to hear them of times that you focused on the relationship instead of the transaction and found success in doing that. Um, That's all for me. I'll talk to you next week in our waning moon episode and I hope you're well. Cheers to feeling good. Are you ready to grow your shop, but you know you need solid systems to get where you want to go? Are you hoping to expand your team, but really aren't sure exactly what or how to delegate? Are you suffering from shiny object syndrome, constantly moving from project to project, feeling burnt out, but not seeing the results that you want? Well, I've got you covered. Our four-week course, The Feel Good Foundations, is opening its doors in early September. Inside, I will teach you the exact strategies that have helped indie retailers just like you scale to multiple six and even seven figures. Each module focuses on one of our foundations, brand, content, sales, and experience, helping you build an unshakable, rock-solid base for your shop to grow upon, no matter how big your ambitions. If you're interested in learning more, getting early access, and $250 off, you'll want to hop on the waiting list www.feelgoodretail.com slash waitlist. You can also click the link in the show notes. I can't wait to cheer you on as you build the shop of your dreams.